Welcome to One to One, the conversational marketing podcast dedicated to helping modern marketing teams succeed in a messaging first and privacy first world. In each episode, we'll interview a marketer who is winning with conversational marketing to distill best practices, lessons learned, and actionable takeaways. Here's your host, Benji Baer, VP of Marketing at Spectrum. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to One to One, the conversational marketing podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Mackenzie Lieberman, CEO of Orca Marketology, a chatbot marketing agency. Mackenzie, thanks for chatting with me today. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed a Memorial Day weekend here in the States. I know in Brooklyn, it's been very, very hot. <laughs> but you know, our audience is international, but it's always nice to come back from a long weekend. I think before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background and the type of work that you do? Yeah. So yeah, my name is Mackenzie Lieberman and I started my chatbot agency or marketology back in 2016. When I first started, it was technically just a Facebook ads agency. Uh, it was the infancy, infancy of chatbots. So Facebook hadn't quite yet even opened up their API for Messenger. But once I found out a little bit more about chatbots in early 2017, I dove in. A little bit more about my background before I started that was I was a clinically certified cytogeneticist. So I was analyzing chromosomes underneath a microscope. I did that for about a decade, but decided working in a windowless lab away from my family on the weekends, (laughs) no doubt. It was uh, not ideal. So that's why I started my agency. But And it also relates a little bit to my chapa agency and just my agency in general, because with the way that I think that I love science, I love stats, experiments, marketing really was an easy jump for me just because of the ability to analyze and build different things within the chatbot realm, conditions. It's just being able to make things and have the stats was something that really was simple for me to start to implement. So in 2017, early on is when I started my agency. I've worked with a lot of number of different clients and businesses, you know, from small brick and mortar stores, you know, little restaurants to things like big name, Fortune 500 companies, also influencers. Yeah, it's just a huge gamut of different clients, but with the one reoccurring theme of utilizing a chatbot to get the business more customers and to connect at a greater level with their customers through chat marketing. Nice. Yeah, thank you for the background. And, you know, excited to dive into the kind of range of customers you've worked with, uh, some of the use cases, the impact that you've seen. I'm glad you mentioned the cytogeneticist background. I saw that and it was one of the things I might ask you as well because it's quite a leap. But I think, yeah, that totally makes sense. I think what is so exciting and so you know enjoyable about marketing day-to-day is kind of applying that test and learn mindset, that rational framework that definitely just comes from science. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for also addressing that before I did. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's a common question. People are like, how did you get into marketing from being a cytogeneticist? I'm like, well, you know, think about it. Science is, you know, just experiments and so is marketing. So lots of numbers and tests and trials. So it was perfect. Yeah, and I guess the switch to more family time and out of a windowless room is definitely a big value add as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> nice, I mean, you mentioned the start of messaging back, you got into it in 2016. 
And, you know, that was when the Messenger API was just opening up. I'd love to, you know, you said you were excited then. Uh, there was a lot of momentum then. Can you walk me through a little bit, like what got you excited in this space, like this niche of marketing in particular? Yeah. So like I said, when I first started, I was doing Facebook advertising for local businesses. And I remember vividly, one of my clients was actually a junk hauler. And with his Facebook ads, I was running a special for like $37 for take away a, a large item or whatever. And so people, of course, would see the Facebook ad, well, they would have questions. So they were messaging the Facebook page. And then I was having to respond to all of these messages. People are like, well, does this qualify? You know, they didn't read the ad necessarily. They didn't, you know, read the specifics or they had, you know, maybe just a slight different question about, you know, well, does this qualify? Or do you deliver or do you pick up in this area? Or what would it cost to do this? And so it was a lot of back and forth that I was having to answer these questions, you know, with me agreeing, you know, for my client to be running these ads, I was like, okay, you know, and I'll also respond to people asking questions. So then there's a lot of back and forth with me finding out, hey, you know, what's the answer to this? So when chatbots came into the mix and automation, I mean, that was the first thing I thought of was like, wow, I can actually automate a lot of these FAQs and get people through this whole process a lot smoother and in a conversational style. What I didn't realize at the time, which has been a huge game changer for my clients, is being able to have everything done within the chatbot where I don't even have to utilize landing pages a lot of times. You know, for lead acquisition or for sales, it can all be done within a chatbot and through conversational marketing. Plus, on top of that, the ability for follow-up. I mean, there's a lot more capabilities using conversational marketing with a chatbot that is just not possible especially now with, you know, the joys of iOS 14.5 and making <laughs> pixel and retargeting uh, almost non-existent, being able to have a lot of that capability within a chatbot. It's just the momentum, like you're saying, it just was exciting then and just continues to prove to be a very important piece of marketing for a lot of different businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, there's so many important points that you touched on there that I would love to unpack <laughs> a little bit. I think, you know, one... Yes. You mentioned that engaging customers in high intent moments, you know, that might have questions, right? And dealing with those FAQs, but then also providing a very seamless experience. I think another one I want to pull out is not needing landing pages, right? Almost streamlining that entire user acquisition experience into chat that is so powerful because I think one thing a lot of companies feel is the pain of constantly building landing pages, creative relying on engineering resources, that sort of thing. And then I think another third one I really want to point out is you mentioned retargeting, right? iOS 14, pixels, losing a lot of that audience data, the ability to re-engage customers that might not convert the first time through. Can you maybe just talk a little bit to those three points? Because I think our listeners would love to hear you expand on what you've seen as you worked with businesses uh, on those points. Yeah, definitely. The part about the high intent moment and with conversation is huge. There's a lot of times where, and this also kind of goes to the landing page part a little bit, but you know, you get, for example, with the landing page, you send people there, they, you know, drop off for whatever reason. And a lot of times you don't know necessarily why that is, unless you have some other way to follow up with them. You know, if it was through, you know, an email that they clicked that maybe did a survey later saying, Hey, just wondering why didn't you buy? Right. So, and it could be something as small as, you know, just they were confused about one little piece or they weren't sure some of those aspects. So mm-hmm. utilizing a chatbot in that high intent moment is the ability. And also I want people to understand, you know, or if they don't already, that 
it's not just a chatbot that's automated that, you know, there's no person there, no ability to connect with somebody specifically. You know, you think of the frustration that you get sometimes when you're like trying to converse with like a bank chatbot that, <laughs> yeah. you know, they just, or even when you're calling and you're just stuck with a stupid robot lady on the phone and you're like, no, I want to talk with the customer. And they're like, that's not an option or whatever. I'm like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. come on. So, you know, being able to, have that capability of in that high intent moment, providing the information they're looking for right then, right there through FAQs or through also the combination of a real life person. You know, so if there's something that maybe somebody has a question about that they can ask and a person can jump in if needed, if they can't find their answer right then and there. So that's a big piece of it. The other piece with the re-engagement, and that also kind of goes along the lines of being able to have that high intent moment is conversations with a potential customer is being able to re-engage with people if they drop off. So one thing with a landing page is, yeah, you can create retargeting ads. And the other piece I want to step back for a second and say is, should you not do any more retargeting? Should you not have a website anymore or anything? No, I'm not saying that whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, But these are the benefits of a chatbot that you can use alongside those items if you have them or if you like using them. Because also, you know, not everybody uses a chatbot. So it's in terms of customers, some people shockingly don't have Messenger or Instagram DM or WhatsApp, right? It's just, it's amazing uh, to me at least. But um, that way, you know, if your audience maybe, uh, you know, isn't quite on those other platforms, then of course, having a website is super important. Plus the other piece, and I hate to be adding more layers to this, but the other piece is having the ability to bring in potential customers that are visiting your website that weren't from ads or whatever and bring them into the chatbot through having like a chat widget. So mm-hmm. that way you're also building your audience to be able to answer questions. You know, if someone just Googles your product and they, they find your website and they click on it and they have a question, oh, there's a chat widget that they can you know, get information from FAQs, things like that. So it's not just from Facebook ads necessarily, but obviously running paid traffic is super important. So, but being able to re-engage people in that process. So if it's like a lead magnet, for example, that you're doing through a chatbot instead of a landing page, then the ability, if you're asking questions that if they drop off, they forget, you know, they're distracted by their dog or they're, you know, stopped at a stoplight when they started and that was green and then they totally forgot. Utilizing the ability of a chatbot to send reminder messages is super beneficial to being able to get the leads through to the end of the call to action for what that is. So if for example, you're wanting to ask them, you know, their email and maybe their phone number, or if you're doing a quiz or whatever, that being able to have those follow-up questions if they haven't responded after a certain amount of time can continue to get those people through to that end. One example of me utilizing the reminder messages that was super beneficial was for just an orthodontist location in Miami. And I actually did the, the stats and looking at it, the reminder messages alone brought in 30% of the overall leads to schedule an appointment. So without those, they would have lost 30% of those leads just from people dropping off. So that's where that re-engagement piece is really important and beneficial because yeah, everybody's busy. Everybody's got a, you know, attention span of a goldfish of three seconds. So (laughs) that way it keeps people on track and keeps them moving through where you want them to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've seen... Uh, similar thing. I mean, 30% that can have a massive, massive influence on your bottom line, especially when you're operating at scale. And, you know, I think one of re-engagement through channels like this, like through Messenger, through WhatsApp is 
one of the most exciting things that we see in chatbot marketing as well, right? And the ability, I think you touched on it, either, you know, re-engaging people almost like with context, if they dropped off at a certain point in your flow, and also maybe even using some of the data that they've shared with you in chat to kind of like personalize the re-engagement message that you send. That's obviously how you you get to 30% influence on a conversion rate and above, right? It's like there's so much opportunity to use what happens in the chat as part of your re-engagement as well to pull them back into the funnel and, and to really drive the outcome that you're trying to get. You know, I think you've mentioned two examples. Can you walk us through a case study of, you know, like a B2C company that you've worked with in the past and some of the impact that you saw? Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, a lot of different campaigns and strategies work across the board for a lot of different industries. Like I was saying, Mm -hmm. I've worked with so many different businesses and companies that, you know, something that works with a little brick and mortar store that's down the street can work for a huge franchise or you know a publicly traded company. It's just mm-hmm. about how you position that and work and adjust it based off of what your needs are. So for example, utilizing a quiz has been really beneficial for a lot of different my clients. One that I built was for BarkBox and that was to find out what type of toys would be best for their dog, right? And it's a mm-hmm. really cute little quiz that asks questions about their dog and being able to then give them suggestions based off of their answers. But not only that, is it fun and engaging and that the customer is like entertained with gifts and, mm-hmm. and you know, funny messaging, but it also serves as customer research for the company. Like you start to realize after you get a lot of people going through these quizzes or product surveys that they are like, wow, okay, so we have a lot of potential customers that have, in this example, like for BarkBox that has you know, two dogs and one of them is super active where the other one's not or likes to eat treats, but the other one doesn't, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that where you can actually pull some of this information and see, okay, a huge majority of our potential customers who went through this quiz, they have this potential need for, you know, maybe a new product, right, that they've been thinking about and that could help them, you know, make that decision. And then they know exactly who those people are that they can reach out to and said, Hey, we're releasing this new product that might be good for, you know, your dog named Rex, you know, is this something that you'd be interested in getting, you know, when we release it here, you know, in X number of days or weeks, or would you like a coupon or whatever, right? So it also helps to a lot of these different campaigns to make things relevant and really personalized for the potential customer based off of what type of questions that you're asking. So doing a lot of different quizzes, like I said, for larger companies, also including influencers and stuff that you know, like what type of elegant personality are you for, you know, did that a quiz for one of my clients that's a YouTube influencer. Mm-hmm. And again, finding out some of those answers and seeing what the, you know, it, it gives them an answer in the end and they can use that to help them, you know, with dress and what type of clothes to buy, things like that. But then also provides my client the ability to have more details about what type of, you know, women, what, their results are. So then that way she can say, okay, well, based off of these results, I have an X number of people, you know, a majority that are getting this result. Maybe mm-hmm. I should create a lead magnet or, or another piece of content that is really beneficial for those type of people that have that type of result, because then that way it's giving her direction based off of what she's seen in the past from, from those types of results. So those are one type of strategy, you know, using quizzes mm-hmm. that has really helped but also things like birthday campaigns. I mean, big e-commerce brands have done a ton of different birthday campaigns where you know you offer something. It could even be something that you're offering now 
but you just put a spin on it and have it around their birthday and mm-hmm. have them go into the chatbot and be able to get their coupon code or get, you know, whatever it is that you're offering for their birthday. And then you can be able to, you know, save that to their profile within the chatbot to then offer them something else, you know, the next year and have that information to help, you know, shows that you're personalizing it, that you're also remembering their birthday. And like I said, it works for a lot of e-commerce, but also I've done it for even like smaller places, like uh, local restaurants, even uh, mm-hmm. also franchise locations. I did for a huge waxing the city franchise doing a birthday offer. And it's a mm-hmm. great way to introduce people to maybe a product or a service that you offer that is a low hanging fruit to get people hooked pretty much and be able to get them in the door and be like, Oh my gosh, I love this. Especially if it's a product or service that has like a reoccurring potential ongoing, you know, maintenance aspect, like for example, waxing or like eyelash extensions, you know, anything like in the beauty services industry, uh, the birthday offer works really well with too. I love that. I feel like I somehow slid you talking points for all the things I would love to hear you say. <laughs> I promise our <laughs> listeners, I, there there are no secret notes uh, here. But yeah, Mackenzie, I think you touched on so many things that are so valuable with conversational marketing in general. You know, the quiz aspect, getting to know your customers through that one-to-one format, the very conversational, you, you mentioned gifts, like emojis being very kind of approachable in your style as a way to get more information to personalize their experience, but ultimately also make it more engaging. Like we've seen exactly the same thing work so well. And then I think, you know, your points on customer lifetime value, right? Things that where you want to just like upsell, cross sell based on the things that you have learned about your customer, right? I love the birthday example, right? Because it's again, showing this is a personal space, right? You can reach out to someone or you can like build that connection give them a personal offer. And we know that people will respond much better to personal offers, particularly in these types of channels than they might on like a public offer or a coupon code that kind of like degrades your brand rather than building a relationship, which is what you can get with these types of personal offers. So I think you touched on some really, really great use cases that you're absolutely right. It's a playbook that can be applied, whether you're a huge e-com company all over the world or whether you know you're just starting out and kind of being just want to jump into this space. I think that those are things that you can get value of at different scales, but that ultimately run on the same premise, which is, you know, get to know your customers, understand who they are, like use that to build a connection with them, and then use that kind of private channel to really give them something that they want that is going to convert them. So thank you for for hitting all the points I didn't give you. (laughs) Of course. And the other piece of that too, is this is an example of a campaign strategy that Facebook actually works really well with. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times when you're running Facebook ads, especially recently, you're pulling your hair out and you're like, why is my CPM so high? Why mm-hmm. is you know my cost per, per lead just like skyrocketing? Well, the cool thing is with Facebook, they actually have the ability currently, you know, who knows, maybe they'll get rid of it. Hopefully not. But uh, the ability to target people whose birthday is within the next week. So that way you have a new audience for your Facebook ad every week. So you don't have to worry about frequency going too high where it starts going stale. <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. One of my first chatbot Facebook ad clients that I got is a local restaurant to me. And I started running a birthday campaign in November of 2017. I have not turned off that ad or changed that ad or done anything at all since I started running that in November of 2017. It's been running in the background constantly at just only $5 a day. and it's the 
core of the chatbot campaign because that's constantly bringing in new people all the time because people are so excited about, you know, getting a free meal for their birthday. And then here's the other thing is I can change the offer a little bit within the chatbot. So Mm -hmm. I don't even have to modify the ad. I just say, you know, you can get this free meal. And then in the chatbot, I can give more specifics of like, oh, it has to be under $20 or it's only for dine-in only, no delivery, things like that, right? So you can make those adjustments. And and during COVID, this was running nonstop during COVID too, when everything was all shut down, where Mm -hmm. then I was able in the chatbot to say, yeah, takeout only, obviously we're we're closed for dine-in. So the ability to work in conjunction with Facebook ads for the birthday campaign is super powerful. Yeah, that's so powerful. I Again, I just love that. It's super tactical, really, really specific. Something anyone can basically steal and apply tomorrow. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you can build an evergreen Facebook campaign that is not going to be subjected to the rising costs that you see on all your other campaigns. It's you use this one basic targeting parameter and you can, you know, again, touching on that, Agility, right? You don't even have to change the ad down the line. You could just log into your chatbot platform, update the creative there, personalize the offer over time. I think that is just like an amazing thing that people could apply straight away. And you're right, again, it's like personal connection, right? It's like, oh, this is my birthday. I want to respond to this because it just feels like so relevant to me. And, you know, everybody loves free things for their birthday. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or close to free. (laughs) (laughs) Close to free. Exactly. There's no such thing as a free lunch, even at your local restaurant. (laughs) Taking a step back from, you know, I love that that was such tactical advice. I think at a higher level, like, can you summarize what you see as kind of the current state of chatbot marketing today? Yeah. And just from what I've seen over the past, what, five years, six years now almost, it's crazy. Marketing in general changes a lot over, you know, short periods of time. But chatbots and chatbot marketing, I feel like changes even faster, just because there is a lot of adoption that's still going on, right? There's Mm -hmm. still a lot of businesses that have no idea about chatbots or that they could even use them. But then also we're playing in the sandbox of, you know, different social media platforms, specifically, you know, Facebook and Instagram, that they have changes as well that we have to adapt to. So I think that chatbot marketing, just like a lot of other marketing is getting a little bit more you have to be a little bit more tactical. It's not as simple to just throw something against the wall and, and it'll work. So you have to, you know, gone are the days where you could just send as many messages as you want to all of your chatbot subscribers <laughs> with any sort of promotional information that you want. Man, those were the good old days. Uh, but of course, a few people ruined a few. Uh, a lot of people ruined that um, and, you know, made a lot of uh, people mad or annoyed that they're getting all these random messages that they couldn't turn off. So of course, Facebook had to respond and reduce that ability. So I think even though a lot of that ease has gone away, I think it's also weeded out a lot of the players who are just doing it for a quick thing that, you know, maybe wasn't as vital to them. You know, they're like, oh, this isn't Mm -hmm. easy more. I'm just going to cut this out. So I think though, it's still super important because it's not going away that people love to chat, that they love to text. People would rather text or message versus talking on the phone any day. Mm-hmm. And I think what stat was it? It was from a year or so ago, but like 64% of people say they would rather chat with a business rather than call or even email. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's also wanting to make it super simple for somebody to actually take that next step to start that conversation. But yeah, so the state of chatbot marketing, I think the other big thing is, and I kind of hinted to this, is making sure also that it's a multi-channel approach that you're able to get people's 
emails and or phone numbers if you're, you know, if they're conversing with you initially through a social media platform that you are able to get their information from other platforms just in case, but also to give you more opportunity and ability to reach them on other channels. Because as we all know, we're super busy. We might miss a notification through, you know, Messenger or Instagram DM, but we, we're looking through our emails or we get the notification through Messenger, but then an email or an SMS reminds us like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what they said earlier, but I just forgot, right? So it's mm-hmm. the ability to reach people on multiple platforms, I think is going to just continue to be super important. Yeah, with you with you there completely. I think, you know, having almost like an omni-channel messaging strategy is so key to really understanding how you engage customers, how you meet them at particular stages of their buyer journey, or, you know, where they happen to be on that day, what app, what app has their attention, what particular channel has their attention. And, you know, I guess it also calls back to what you, you mentioned a little while ago, that you can also use those multiple channels to drive a larger audience volume into your chatbot, right? Don't just use the Facebook ad, but use your emails, or use your website, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. Would it be fair to say that, you know, summarizing, you know, the Wild West days are over and like the industry is maturing a little bit. And with that comes maybe a positive focus on something like better customer experience. You mentioned, you know, Facebook removing the unlimited re-engagement window to be 24 plus one. There's some exciting upcoming things as far as recurring notifications, but they yes. they really hinge on getting customer opt-in and re- providing that that better customer experience. Is that is that where you see this going to? Yeah. And it's funny, I've been on a few calls with the head of Facebook Messenger, you know, just kind of giving them some insight, you know, with what's going on or, you know, what my experience has been with creating chatbots and utilizing Messenger for a lot of Mm -hmm. different businesses. And one of the big things was, yeah, being able to reach people who want to receive these messages because that it's really interesting to see that where people are like, but I want to receive these messages. Why are you not sending these to me? And it's like, sorry, Facebook is not allowing us to. So surprisingly, it's refreshing the fact that Facebook actually took some feedback and made some adjustments. True, yes, it also does obviously help the consumer of their product as well. But Mm -hmm. uh, and that's obviously what is driving them. But it was nice to see that they found, you know, if you think about the Venn diagram, the middle ground to help Mm -hmm. not only their users, but also businesses who are spending money on the platform to allow the platform to be free that they were able to kind of, you know, find that middle ground. Uh, They went one crazy, you know, they had one end of the spectrum of allowing businesses to send unlimited messages to people all the time to the exact opposite of really (laughs) restricting that. And now they've kind of found a middle ground where they're allowing businesses to ask their users to opt in for, you know, reoccurring messages limited. It's like, you know, it could be daily for a little while. It's not, you know, a daily unlimited um, Mm -hmm. or weekly or monthly. So, Giving that flexibility, I think, is good because that goes to show that they are listening. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, to your point of the fact that it's super important and, you know, for businesses to be able to utilize these platforms because that's where they are. But it's also really great that Facebook, for example, is also listening to businesses and their users to make it so it's a, a positive experience for everyone. Yeah. Definitely. And there's so much potential to unlock more customer lifetime value too by using recurring notifications to kind of re-engage people with the things that are relevant to them, but that ultimately are driving value for businesses that are engaging with them as well. You know, I mean, at this point, what excites you the most about chatbot marketing today? 
Well, I think <laughs> the ability of flexibility and being able to create a chatbot for whatever business needs pretty much, you know, it's, some people ask me, oh, you know, what can you do with a chatbot? I'm like, well, I think the bigger question is what can't you do with a chatbot? Because the, the use case of a chatbot, it can be so specific to whatever business use case, you know, and it does also boil down to pretty much getting opt-ins, getting leads, getting sales, getting mm -hmm. engagement with customers. But I think the exciting pieces of, you know, chatbot marketing in general is it just continues conversations and people want to have conversations. And if anything, if there is any sort of silver lining amongst all the frustration with iOS 14.5 is it does kind of then highlight how chatbots give the ability of engaging and getting them inside of the overall funnel mm -hmm. to help increase sales and help to reduce the iOS 14.5 frustrations to make it, you know, so it's at least advertising isn't a super sore point for a lot of different businesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked to a lot of marketing teams that are feeling the pain of iOS 14 and just uh, privacy updates in general. And this is definitely an exciting channel to overcome some of those challenges and build a very direct relationship with your customers, not just from a, a data standpoint, but a, a retargeting and re-engagement one as well. You know, having said that, you know, what are maybe your top three pieces of advice that you'd have for marketers that are kind of just getting started with chatbot marketing? So I think, first of all, <laughs> to my point of saying anything's possible with chatbots, try not to do everything <laughs> with your first chatbot if you're just first starting with chatbot marketing. Do something simple, lead magnet opt-in, you know, make sure that it's providing solutions and getting the reaching the goals that you you set it out to achieve. But I definitely always tell people, you know, if you're just first starting out, start with something small to get an easy win. So also that way you're not spending days or weeks frustrated trying to, you know, put together the chatbot and then something's not working. And then you get frustrated and you just are like, nope, going back to the landing page. Uh, definitely don't <laughs> give up on a chatbot. <laughs> start small. So that's definitely a big piece of advice for that. The other piece of advice is try to have a big picture. Uh, you have all these smaller... I guess, campaign ideas, you know, we're talking about like quizzes and birthdays mm -hmm. or coupons, things like that, which are, you know, great. I mean, obviously, those are things that you want to implement, but try and think of a, a big picture of how does that fit into the overall premise of your chatbot marketing, I guess, realm. So mm -hmm. thinking, okay, you know, what's your follow up going to be? You know, are you going to, you know, once you get their email, are you going to add them to an email drip sequence? How else can you follow up with these people within the confines of, of Facebook's, you know, follow-up campaign rules and how does that look overall? So that way it you try to keep people engaged and you don't fall off the face of the planet from them, you know, and then three months later come back and you try and send something. They're like, wait, who are you again? Mm -hmm. uh, so trying to have that idea in mind, mm -hmm. you know, with a, a larger constructive overall marketing campaigns. And then the third piece would be be personable. You know, making it like a conversation is ideal. Definitely do not take your email <laughs> drip campaigns and copy and paste them into Messenger or chatbots in general. That is not how you converse with potential customers. That will be the biggest turnoff because people will have to scroll for days to try and get to the top of your message. And they're going to be like, this is too long. I don't want to read this. So uh, making it conversational, making it engaging, making it fun. I think that's also another reason why I love putting together chatbot campaigns so much is because I hate copywriting. Like long-form <laughs> copywriting for a sales page or for email marketing. That is just like nails on a chalkboard for me. I am not good at that. But hey, I can be so conversational and make things engaging and fun 
that still gets the point across and shortened to the point that I can do that forever. So definitely, you know, email has its own place. Make sure that your chatbot conversations are that, that's conversational, like you're having mm-hmm. a, a conversation with a friend and making sure that they're engaging and not overwhelming to people. Yeah, I love those three pieces of advice. You know, for any anyone out there, that's great advice. You know, start simple. You mentioned like focus on a limited use case and have clear goals. But then number two, don't forget the big picture. You know, think about how your kind of tactical campaigns fits into the overall strategy that you're, the things you're trying to achieve, like the brand connections that you want to build with your chatbot. And then three, like, just be conversational, right? This is don't blast out your email newsletter once you start getting recurring notification opt-ins uh, on Messenger. Oh, That's yeah. not what you want to be doing. You want to be much more conversational and really just leverage the format because that's what's going to be most engaging. I, yeah, great, great three pieces of advice. Listen, Mackenzie, this has been so interesting. Like last question uh, before we wrap up, you know, five years from now, what will the future of chatbot marketing look like for you? Oh, I think that it's crazy to think because five years ago now is when I pretty much started in its infancy. <laughs> it was super new. And there's like so many different features that I use every day now that I could not imagine not having at all. So mm-hmm. uh, five years from now, I really think, uh, especially because of Facebook's big push with AR, VR, things like that, that chatbot marketing will have a bigger piece with that as well. Being able to have AR capability within chatbot, that's already a thing. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be easier to adopt where you're not having to rely on a developer or somebody, you know, it's going to be more cut and paste in terms of like, yeah, I want to have this type of AR thing that people can click here and just implement yeah. a, a filter or something. So I think that'll be a big piece. And then again, with VR and metaverses and stuff where people will be able to be in a metaverse and be able to tap, you know, go to your your store in the metaverse and click on you know, chat now, and then they'll be able to, you know, voice chat or be able to do something along those lines where it's still having a conversation with a business, it'll just be on a different platform. So I really think that that's where it's going to go is, you know, much more tech centered, but of course, keeping the foundations still going of, you know, text is a big piece of it and having a conversation with a business to make a sale. And, you know, that's not going to go away at all, but it'll just mm-hmm. have all these other cool little bells and whistles on top. Yeah, I see that too, you know, a future where there is like a much richer kind of immersive experience, uh, but all within within that chat and utilizing all the things that, you know, the the thread of connecting with the business can, but with all these new exciting things. Look, Mackenzie, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I think you have a ton of interesting things to say. You clearly have a lot of experience running tactical programs and designing these strategies. It's really great to hear you talk to so many of the things that we've seen at Spectrum too. You know, I think that's all we can cover for today. But you know, before we wrap up, if people want to follow your journey, you know, like learn more about what you're doing, where should they go? Uh, you can check out my website, orchidmarketology.com, or you can also follow me on Instagram, Mackenzie Lieberman. That's the easiest way to find me there. I also have a Facebook group called Marketing with Messenger Bots. You know, we're doing much more than Messenger now, but when I hmm. created it back in 2017, that was the platform. So, but yeah, so those are the main spots where I'm at currently. Great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And definitely to all our listeners, go check out what Mackenzie Lieberman is up to. Also, don't forget that if you want to hear more great insights like we just talked about today, to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and to subscribe or follow Spectrum on LinkedIn. Mackenzie, 
thanks again. I really look forward to seeing what you're doing in the future where you're going to be, you know, running holistic chatbots in the metaverse with AR and <laughs> VR and all those other things. Let's definitely keep in touch. Definitely. It was great chatting. Thank you for having me.